What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Will Hunters. You're now tuned in to Legendary Wisdom, where you'll gain some information that will guide you throughout your life, guide you throughout your journey, and, you know, just help you throughout your your uh, <laughs> life experiences, I should say. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, my man, Pro. Uh, we got a lot of topics we're going to touch on today, a lot of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of gems I feel like we're going to shoot today. So, need to introduction, my man, Pro. What's going on? How you feeling, bro? What's up, man? Pleasure. Pleasure. I appreciate you having me, man. I'm feeling good, man. So, so. You know what I mean? This is great. That's you know, I love what you got going. Appreciate you, know you bro. Appreciate you, bro. Mm -hmm. So, now, let me ask you, though, because people, for those who don't know you, mm -hmm. tell the people who is Pro. Okay. Uh, my name is Pro. I own a couple of event venues. I also own a uh, photography equipment rental business and a digital marketing agency where we build websites and roll out digital marketing plans. So I'm an all-around, I guess, entrepreneur in that sense and, you know, just a man of focus um, and ambition. Right, right, for sure, for mm -hmm. sure. So let me ask you, what, uh, what made you get into event spaces? Like, most of the time, most people, when they say they're starting a business, they don't think about event spaces. So tell the people what made you get into it. You know, it's... It was an opportunity that presented itself. I had a, a neighbor who had moved, who had a unit, and they had moved out of the unit, and mm -hmm. I ended up approaching the owner of the building, and I asked him, I said, what is he going to do with the space? Right. And I had already seen them kind of operating the event venue, but they weren't doing it to no fashion where I felt like, hey, this could really go. You right. know what I mean? Right. So uh, the owner... Uh, wasn't really feeling them at the time, wasn't really feeling me at the time. Mm -hmm. And he came back around maybe about a month later and said, hey, what do you think you could do with this space? And me, um, I come from a background where my family was in hospitality. So my grandmother, grandfather had a catering service. Right. So I used to do, you know, fill the punch bowl as a kid, do all that mm -hmm. uh, customer service stuff. Um, right. And uh, so the venue thing didn't seem too far-fetched from what I've already seen before. And so when um, the owner of the building uh, asked me what I could do, I said, well, I know how to do digital marketing. I know how to build websites. I, I can do lead gen. If I apply this lead gen to the venue, I can probably get it popping. And I did. And so, um, yeah, multiple six figures later, it's a, it's a, I'm on my second venue. And uh, I'm going to run that one up too. That's dope. That's dope. Mm -hmm. So... I guess the valuable lesson in that is not passing up on opportunities when they present themselves to you. Yeah, yeah. When you see something, move on it. And you know what the thing was? I didn't have the money at the time. Mm. So I still had the desire to say, you know what? What could I work out? Right. And um, we worked out a 50-50 deal mm -hmm. instead of doing... Um, he asked me if I wanted to pay rent. Right. I didn't want to pay rent because I didn't have rent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so uh, I said, well... How about we do 50 50s? Like, oh, I don't think that'll work. I said, Well, this is the thing. Like, let's three months, see how it goes. If it works out and you feel like you're profitable, let's keep it going. And so, uh, yeah, the first month, oh, I think I didn't make anything the first yeah. month. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually gave them all the money that we did make because it didn't even make sense to really keep it. You right. Know what I mean, it wasn't right. enough to be substantial. But the following month, I had a couple stop by saying, man, I seen this venue and I wanted to have my wedding here. Yeah. And so I figured out some pricing for a wedding and, you know, it was off to the races after that. Mm. You know? 
Okay, okay. Yeah, I respect yeah. that. I respect that. that. So, a lot of times people get discouraged when they don't see money in a short period of time when they're in business. Mm-hmm. Um, can you touch on your, not necessarily encouragement, but what was the motivation to keep going? Because some people, like I said, they don't see no money. <laughs> And they just say, you know what, I can't do it. Or better yet, touch on also being able to get the funds to even continue the business. Yeah, I would say, I would say, you know, you got to have patience with everything. Right. And you got to have patience with yourself. And um, you got to work with people that can have patience with you too, because getting something started is not an easy feat. You know, it takes a lot of ingenuity, uh, time, uh, communication, right. uh, network to get your business up to speed. So you just got to have the mental fortitude to give yourself enough time to allow yourself, um, what I call them, what I say is like errors in judgment, right? Mm-hmm. If I went in and I said, man, out the gate, I'm a, are we going to get this popping? Don't even worry about it. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Like, trust me, 50-50 right. deal, it's going to be popping. You know what I mean? It's like, well... The reality is that may be an error in judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, your family may not be the ones to support you, you know, or your network of friends may say, man, I can't really afford what you, your service or it's not the right time. Right. So you just got to give yourself enough time and enough window to say, you know what, this may take three to six months to really start seeing some traction. And yeah. that's what I believe about pretty much anything I start, you know, like, hey, it's going to be a three to six month tra- uh roadmap to traction yeah. that doesn't mean it's even gonna take off mm-hmm. i give myself another two years to really see it to be like profitable right. word of mouth gets out so i try to just really keep my grind high and my expenses low so that keeps me from worrying about the money side exactly so when i'm grinding high my expenses are low i don't have to worry about uh man will i be if i'm coming up short maybe i gotta give a deal to mm-hmm. some people to get them in the venue early Cause that's what I was doing. I was right. doing super low rates, yeah, just yeah. to get people in the space and flood it out and get people seeing it. Cause it's a beautiful venue, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. But after that traction started coming, then I started raising my prices, you know, uh, figuring out my sales pitch, you know, doing more walkthroughs. The pipeline started, you know, moving and yeah, man. What would you say is the most important uh, area of business? Um, as far as importance, what I kind of see as important is you have to have your operations down. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your, what's your process? What's your onboarding process? What's your client intake process? You know, everything has a process. You know what I mean? What's your, what's your management system? You know, how do I... You know, in terms of the venue space, how do I attract a client and what process do they go through to be onboarded into becoming a, uh, you know, a patron? Okay. You know, so I look at that, the sales, that sales flow, and then I look at, okay, I have walkthroughs, so how do I communicate my walkthroughs? So I have a system and a framework for how I ask, how I walk people through the actual venue. Right. You know? And it's kind of systematic based on like certain questions that I'll ask and 
it takes them through a mental process, and by the end of it, you know, I'm closing the closing the sale. Right. I will. I'm gonna add on to that. Um, I feel like my I'm starting to realize this, and I feel like I, I feel like that probably was like over the last year. One of the main things that I'm starting to focus more on is marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times, you know, people get a business in a, and I made this mistake myself, is you get a business and you just post without no, you know, uh, follow-ups. And what I mean by follow-ups is you can be watching TV, you could be on YouTube, you could be on Facebook, and what all are you going to see? You're going to see ads every time you watch or something. So people be afraid to spend that money because they be thinking to themselves, I don't even have the money myself. But if you spend the money on advertising, not only are you going to gain that traction for people to see your brand, but they also going to either buy or they're going to have word of mouth and ask other people, have they heard of that brand? Have they seen that brand? Have they bought from that brand? Things of that nature to where the traction for your brand it starts to build. Yeah. So like over time, if you're spending money on ads to get your brand out there, nine times out of ten, somebody's gonna see it. Or you might have the biggest year of your brand or your business in profit. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing I want y'all to realize is y'all definitely have to be um mindful of how you're using your advertising because just posting on social media is not all you need nowadays. Nowadays, you have to do more than that. You have to operate like you are a big company because they're not going to just post on their Facebook or Instagram pages. Like I said, you're going to see, you know, on a, on, on a YouTube video, a Facebook uh, uh, video, Instagram videos, your stories that you see on Instagram, the TVs you watch uh, during the Super Bowl, you're going to see ads. And you have to invest in ads so that you can get out there. Even Coca-Cola, they been out here for years. They still using ads. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like McDonald's still using ads. Why? Because, I mean, people are born every day. You know, McDonald's is seen on every corner almost in, in America. But, again, the ads, the more frequently that they see your brand, the more that they, you know, uh, like I said, the more they see it, the more they hear about it, the more they're going to want to buy it. The more they're going to want to get into seeing, okay, what is this? Okay, and then once you hook them, like McDonald's do, you know, I don't eat McDonald's, but once they hook you, you're going to keep coming back for more because you like the product. Yeah, but you also like their service and their processes. Exactly. So it's like once you once you can attract a client, you got to make sure you can deliver on your promise. Exactly. You know, and that's where I say the business system comes in at. Yeah, know, for sure. Your operations. Um, yeah. For sure, for sure. Now, I want to ask this. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the importance of investing? Not just in your own business, but in crypto, in stocks, in books that you read, uh, courses, mentorships. Man. What is the importance of investing? Man, investing is the only way to grow. Um Everything is an investment. Even your time and your business is an investment. Mm-hmm. You, know, um, you know, we all want an ultimate return on value. Um, and that, it doesn't matter really what, what that investment is, but it's all a practice and it's a muscle and it gives you experience over time the more you do it. 
So you got to be in that practice because, you know, it helps you multiply your, your wealth, helps you uh, get up to speed. Right. You know what I mean, when you see a lot of these guys and they're traveling the world, they're doing all these different things, they're able to take care of their families in a lot of ways, it's because they spend a lot of time investing, especially in education. Right. You know, that's the first step, you know, when I first started getting on my path to entrepreneurship and really started to get more bag, mm-hmm. I put it all into myself. Yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't buy no stocks, I didn't buy no crypto. I just bought books, courses, and coaching. Mm. Um and it's reaping a it's reaping a reward, you know. Right. Right now my digital marketing agency, I have a coach right now. You know what I mean? I pay him I pay him monthly and his insight has enriched my business greatly. You know, I've already tripled my my service value in mm-hmm. terms of my product offering. Um just off of three conversations that are hour long. Super impactful. You know what I mean? Where I was making this amount, I done tripled it, and now I can think about hiring people. I understand, okay, this is how my workflow should look like. Right. I would have never been able to fast track that experience without investing. Got you. I feel that. I feel that. Like crypto. Stocks, I feel like all of that is is necessary, but I also feel like you have to first invest in your mind, invest in yourself first, mm-hmm. but also make sure that you have an emergency fund first. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have your basics. Down yeah, first. you know, you gotta yeah. learn. One, you gotta learn how to make money. Yeah, that's your first step. Don't be trying to. And when I say make money, I don't mean go on your job and then take that earned income. And buy mm-hmm. buy things. Learn how to create, um, you know, an income stream outside of your foundational job. Right. You know, and once you build that capacity, and you have that cash flow coming in, take that cash flow and then figure out. Okay, maybe I get into something stable. You know? Right. Um, there was a Robert Kiyosaki program years ago, um, and it mentioned. Three phases, secure, comfortable, and rich. Mm-hmm. So you need your, your first plan needs to be your secure plan. And then your next plan needs to be your comfortable, then your rich. So secure was, do you have your insurances? Do you have your savings plan? You know, um, do you have, you know, all the, the necessary things of, of life first? Right. You know, are you secure? Is your... Your, your job, your income, all that stable, you get your secure plan in place, then you can focus on comfortable, which would be buying the house. Right. You know what I mean? Buying the car you want. You know what I mean? Uh, getting the clothes you like. That stuff, then you go into your rich plan. Right. Which is, maybe I want to get the yacht. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to, you know, travel the world and, and touch the four corners or seven, whatever corners of the universe. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I definitely, and one thing I, did, I will say uh, by reading his book is he mentioned the fact that buying a house and living in it is a liability. Yeah. Because you're not earning any income from it. Like a lot of people look at buying a house and that being, you know, a. An investment, which it necessarily is, but it's how you use it that makes it an investment. If you're living in it, that means you're just paying the rent on it every single... I mean, not rent, but that's the mortgage yeah. every single month, and that's money going out. 
Whereas if you are renting it out or Airbnb in it, mm-hmm. you're getting earned income from it. Now they're paying the mortgage mm-hmm. and that's why it becomes a, a investment. And that's one thing I had to learn from, you know, his his book, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, which is a book y'all need to go read if you haven't read it already. Um, but again, the, the investment part of things, don't be scared to get into these get into crypto or stocks and think that, oh, it's money going out. I'm not going to see it. It's just the fact of having that asset and knowing it's going to grow over time. Your bank account is cool. The savings is cool. And going back to what Pro said, that's your your uh, foundation. That's the beginning stages of it. But also don't get too hooked on it to where you don't take any any money that you receive and be scared to put it into a business or put it into a crypto or put it into stocks. Obviously learn those areas before doing so, but also don't be afraid to lose money. That's what business is. Not saying that the goal is to lose money, but you're going to lose money when you're trying to earn money. It's going to be at risk. You know what <laughs> I mean, and you got to go through that. You got to feel that. You got to feel loss. Right. Gotta, that's the, that's the learning curve. Yeah. You know, and you know, you stay in it long enough. I see some players, man. They really, uh, they really shaking in the in the crypto game. Yeah, I, I did, I did decent myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it so the uh, pandemic for sure was on. <laughs> man, I mean, it was the time. Yeah, for you sure, know, and it's still the time. You know, right. but I think you got to get educated, mm-hmm. and that's that invest in self first in education. Um, know who you know who to listen to. Right. Um, yeah, that's it. How much would you say you learned from school? School? Or would you say most of your knowledge came after school? I mean, it came after school because I invested in it after school. Mm-hmm. You know, I think school has an importance. I know a lot of people say, oh, man, you don't need, you know, formal education and stuff like that. But I look at that as academia. One of the ways I, I kind of frame it is... Um, when you're taking like multiple classes and you're going through like calculus, uh, chemistry, you're taking AP English and all these different mm-hmm. things. What I find is that like some of the friends that finished college and did all that, their scope of how they're able to problem solve is a lot more vast. Right. You know? If you just say, well, forget school and forget education, you don't have enough things to pull from in your mental development because all that develops you mentally, even if you feel like you're not using it. Like, I don't use calculus and all this stuff, but it's in my brain because I've taken those classes and I had to think through some of those problems, even if I got a C. You know what I mean? I had to... use my mental capacity to think through those things. So that's shaped me. Whether I want to agree to it or not, it has. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I may not use it, but so when I look at school, I look at school in that sense. Like, hey, you know, you may not use it, but you're actually applying it in some form or fashion once you start to assess your life and where you want to go. Now, when it comes to making money, School ain't really teaching. You, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's a different framework. And I just, me personally, I don't relate the two. You, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like school ain't for making money. It's for 
having a job, <laughs> working another five. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's gonna just give you the framework. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't even think it's necessarily. You know, I think maybe college has some of that conditioning. Like, what are you gonna do? You need a skill set. You need a trade. You need something that you know people can utilize. And most people going into college are high schoolers, and they need a skill set to go into the job field to make money to become that entrepreneur or whatever. Or the entrepreneur, we need workers. Exactly. We, uh, yeah. we need people that work, yeah. and it's just a stepping stone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a stepping stone to income. It's a skill set you get to apply real time once you have it. And, you know, if you until you can mature your business idea or your venture, or you may just get it early and just start popping off with a great idea and be streamlined to know how to be profitable. Right. You know I mean? That's It happens every day, especially in, in this digital age. Exactly. You know I mean? And I always say, if it's not a bad thing to go to college, but go to college for something that you need a degree for. Go to college if you're trying to become... You know, a, a, a doctor. Go to college if you're trying to become an architect. Go to college for those specific things. Don't go to college. For me personally, I went to college for business, and I promise you, it didn't do nothing for me because I felt like I I have to be in that world. Like I have to have I have to be hands on to learn from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what they mostly taught me was more like definitions of words rather than the real world world experience of business. That is that is probably the challenge with school is it's just um the it's there's a delay because you're just consuming information and mm-hmm. you're not putting it in practice in real time. Where now with YouTube and stuff you can real like, you know, I'm on YouTube, I'm on this and I can implement something at speed right. and get a result out of it and, you know, that builds confidence and Moves you forward much faster. So, um. <laughs> like if you don't know, school what is you, a business too, right? Exactly. <laughs> like if you don't know what you want to do with your life, go to college. But if you have a, a, a direction that you want to go towards that doesn't require college, excuse me. Um, like I said, for instance, business. Learn from people that's in business. And that's where your education will come from. Read books. You know what I'm saying? Get a mentor, somebody who's been in that field that you are trying to get into so that they can teach you how to be successful in that field. You know, I can, like I said, I can. I went to college and they told me, you know, the definitions of, biz, of certain words and things of that nature. And it was cool for the time being. But like I said, I have to be hands on. And then I'm looking at the professor. I'm like... How you teach me about business and you ain't got a business? (laughs) That's what I had to think about one day. That's a problem. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not in business, how you going to teach me about business? You get what I'm saying? So it didn't... Things like that just didn't move me in the right direction. It didn't make me feel like I should be going to college. But like I said, if you don't know what you want to do with your life, go to college so you can figure it out. But My thing is this, though. It's all going to cost. Yeah. So, like, you know, people say, well, you know, a degree is going to cost you X, Y, Z a year. I spent 50 grand in education last year. You know what I mean? So, that's just my own personal education. Sitting down with coaches, courses, and reading, you know, um, network events, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, traveling, doing all these different things to uh, connect and expand who I am. You know, that's a cost, and it's right. an endless cost. Exactly. You know, so 
don't think you're avoiding a bill by not going to college. <laughs> yeah. And don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Don't don't think yeah. I'm just saying don't go to college and then let that be the end of your education. <laughs> you know? I'm saying you yeah. find that find that education outside of college so to where people who are doing this in real time, people who have been successful in these fields, like you trying to get into, make sure you read and make sure you got a mentor. Make sure you uh, go on to networking events. Make sure that you um, uh, checking out courses. Make sure you're doing all these necessary steps so that you're still upgrading your mind and your paradigm. Like a lot of times, y'all would be in a situation where you stop learning, and when you stop learning, that's when you start growing. You stop growing. So always be in the mindset of trying to grow and get better and become somebody greater than who you are already. Um, what's Paul? Let me ask you. What's a problem that you see uh, in today's society. Um, it could be in business. It can be, you know, uh, just the way people think. It can be in anything that you see a problem in. Um, a problem in society right now. I would probably just say... Um, Honesty, like being true to reality, being um, being honest. I feel like a lot of times we, uh, I don't know, we're in a particular culture in the world where you can, believing is what's true and what's true is not necessarily what you believe. You know, so um, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about um, the difference between an idea and a dream. Mm -hmm. and a lot of times we have, we chase dreams, but they're bad ideas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like you could be. You can go take a trip or do something and say, well, you know, I'm following my dream, right? right. But your dream is actually a, it's <laughs> not a sound idea. It doesn't necessarily solve a problem or, right. or you know, your approach to it isn't um, timely. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so you're kind of, you know, you got to kind of sit back and really assess, like, is this something I, is this, uh, is this going to really work? You know what I mean? Right. And really sit down and say, you know, this is one idea that I have, you know, but I may, I have other ideas and you got to get feedback and you got to get insight into the viability of that idea rather than just saying, hey, I have a dream. And if you don't support me, you know, something, yeah. you don't believe in my dream. And it's like, it's not that I don't believe in your dream. I just don't think it's a sound idea or it's not a timely idea. Or your approach to the idea or your plan for the idea mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. Like you can be like a lot of times people will say, um, I'm a great cook. Like I cook, I cook <laughs> great food. I should start a restaurant, but don't know the business side of a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So that's where the problem, the conflict comes where they like, I can make money, but then they don't understand like, okay, 
the business side of things has to be right for you to make that money. That comes with that patience I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, but that, but, but some, but some people can have the dream to want a restaurant, but their execution is not there. Yeah. So there's other there's other pieces that you have to get right to make that happen. You know right. I mean? So or some things just might be statements like, <laughs> I, I want to travel the world and. You know, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, things like that. You just throwing things out there. It might sound good in the in the time that you say it, but mm-hmm. the time may not be right. The funds might not be right. The, you know, the whole idea itself may not be, you know, a, a idea that you should be thinking about at that time. So yeah, and I think uh, you know, what I see in society, I think there's. Especially because, you know, I have interns and stuff that tend to work for me and they they look at people on social media and they appear to have all these things and living this so-called dream life, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're depressed because they're like, why am I not here? Yeah. Like, oh man, like they're a photographer and they're making all this money. What's wrong with me? Right. You know what I'm saying? And feeling like something is off base. And I think that's the deeper problem within society of us, like um, having so much viewership into other people's lives. Yeah. You know, it's easy to try to measure yourself against that. And I see it just kind of being, it's a problem that's just natural to the reality of what life is right now. But, you know, it is an issue because I, I definitely am constantly trying to say, you know, like, why are you beating yourself down? Because you're not in that person's position. You don't even really know that person's position. You know, they're showcasing this, but that that's not their full reality. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times people, um, they fantasize about other people's lives and they try to mimic their lives. That Like, people don't realize a lot of times people celebrities or people who have the status that you are looking at or that you assume have this status, they're posting things that may not even be theirs. They might be in cars that's not theirs. They may be in houses that's not theirs. They might be traveling around the world, but they not paying for it. Somebody else is paying for it. Like it's just so many different mm-hmm. things that you have to add in and add in add into this this fantasy that you believe you're supposed to be living at the time. But if you really want the things that you want in life, just trust the journey and believe in the journey and stay in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. continuously work towards what you want. Like, don't say, okay, I ain't got it right now, so I'm mad now, I'm down, I'm depressed. Don't put these ex- expectations that you're supposed to be. Like, I used to always say, people used to say, you know, um, I know a lot of people may have thought about this, but when they was younger, as soon as I get 18, I'm going to a house. And then they don't get a house, leave the parents' uh, house. Yeah. And, now they they in this place where they depressed. They feel like they ain't did what they supposed to do. But I always I use this analogy where I say when people turn eighteen, you have just now become you just now been birthed into this world. So technically, you're one years old. So now life hasn't really hit you until now. So now you have to start taking care of bills. Now you have to worry about your livelihood. Now you have to buy your own clothes. Now you have to buy your own food. Now you have to make sure that. Whatever your future looks like, you have to execute on that. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have nobody else to manage your life. It's your own self that can manage your own life, and you have to go through these experiences to help you achieve what you want to achieve in life. Mm-hmm. So don't put these expectations like, okay, I'm 18 years old or I'm 21. I gotta have this by this age. It it don't 
yeah, that's, uh, don't 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 feel like you failed because you haven't gotten there. Like so many people have become successful at older ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like I know that a business plan is needed in some aspects when you're trying to get a loan or something of that nature. But for me, I really don't believe in the idea of a business plan where people say, okay, in this year, I believe, I believe I'm going to make this. I believe I'm going to make this. It's cool to have those, not necessarily assumptions, but more so the um, plan that you believe that you're going to execute. Sometimes shit don't plan out the way you think it's going to plan out. You know what I'm saying? Like most times, yeah. Like you can have a plan, but it may not work that way. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So it takes it, experience. Exactly, get, it takes experience to get there. Right. You know, like you know, a company season, like maybe like a Coca Cola can have uh, deeper financial projections. But when you're right. first starting, you know, the best thing to do is just get started. Facts. You know, and um, once you get started, the business is going to start telling you the information. It's going to give you the data. Right. To improve. Right, right. So I like to play a game of what you choosing. And basically I throw a couple of questions at you. Okay. And you tell me what's your answer that you you know, which way you leaning towards. Okay. Let's say you got a hundred grand just to throw away. Not necessarily throw away, but to invest in. Okay, invest, okay. Would you rather invest that into a business or Stock, crypto, things of that nature. A, a business. Elaborate on that. So, um, I'd invest into a business because I have control of the variables mm-hmm. in that business. And um, I can invest in that business in a way where I build it to sell. Right. So I can staff that company, figure out its roadmap, um, bring ideas to it. You know, it's kind of like in real estate, you can buy a property and as is in a distressed state, mm-hmm. you can buy that property and you can fix it up. Right. And it appreciates in value almost instantaneously. You know what I mean? It builds equity inside of that. So that's the same thing with the business. So depending on the business model, I would invest in the business and then I would use the cash flow that I'm getting from that business to invest in stocks and other stuff like that. Perfect answer. Okay. 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 All right. All right. I respect that. I respect that. So if you had to choose between a type of currency you would rather possess, Mm -hmm. would you rather possess gold, Mm -hmm. crypto, Mm -hmm. or U.S. currency? gold <laughs> why <laughs> um well crypto is don't get me wrong you can win in crypto you know what i mean um it's just not as tangible yet mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i think a lot of the world um values gold even though american dollar is not backed by the gold standard you know, gold still holds a lot of value. So, um, yeah, it it would if I was to hold yeah. something, you know, it'd be gold. You know, if I'm if I if I cash up on crypto and you know take some of that out and put in a gold portfolio, yeah, you know, I think it's just a real asset. I think anything real 
anything tangible is is where the is where the value is. You know, the dollar. You know, it could. It's gonna fluctuate in a crazy. I mean, it's all, it's all currency at the end of the day, but uh, tangible assets are are where it's at. Well said. I ain't even got to say nothing else on that because I think we was going to elaborate, but you know, before time going, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, what's, what's my last one I'm going to ask you? I got. I think I got another one I'm going to ask you. Uh, damn. I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought. But what's what's next for Pro, man? What, what, what we got next, man? What's, what's some things that people could look out for? What's some things that, you know... You can uh, you can give to the people. My biggest thing right now is um, so I have a digital marketing agency called Bigger Vision Agency, and right now we're helping um, medium sized businesses um, establish their digital presence. Mm-hmm. So just improving their web presence, making um, I would say lead conversion websites, optimizing their websites for better conversions, and um, yeah, my passion is to see businesses grow, individuals grow. So that's uh, one of the areas where I feel like I'm really driving a lot of direction towards. Obviously, I have a new venue called Rendezvous in Pomona. Mm. So we're getting that streamlined, and we should have that up by the end of the week where we're going to start promoting for that um, and then expanding on um, my uh, IE photo rentals business where we rent out photography, videography equipment, so a lot of the young guys or people who just need gear, feel like they can't afford it, I Photo Rentals is the place to go, especially in this digital age where we're printing a lot of media. Access to equipment is, is necessary. So it's a, it's a valuable business that I think a lot of people would, uh, you know, could appreciate. Yeah, I might need to use some of that soon, too. <laughs> well go ahead and tap go in. Go ahead, man. <laughs> tap in, man. Uh, but um, to... Uh, Y'all already know we got a whole bunch of new merch coming for Kings in Paradise. New line dropping uh, January 31st for Kings in Paradise. Um, got the mink green uh, icon sweatsuits for y'all to pre-order um, on the website or... Nah, on the website because I was going to say if you know me personally, you could deal me. But uh, yeah, uh, pre-order those on the website. Uh, Queens in Paradise, new line dropping February 28th. And then uh, Wife Me Collective, we got a new collection dropping right before Valentine's Day, so make sure y'all tune in. Also, uh, February 18th, I have a um, a fashion show for the Wife Me Collective, oh, so go. make sure you tune in, make sure you check out the pages, um, all the uh, links will be in the description below, and um, you're tuned in to Legendary Wisdom, and before I leave out of here, every time I get on the panel... I always ask my guests to give me some legendary wisdom or give some legendary wisdom to the people who are watching. Legendary wisdom. Um, Let's see. Number one. Be mindful of who you listen to. Mm. Um, understand your willingness to learn and also understand your willingness to change. And um, you may have you may be a 10 on willingness to learn, but you may be a two on willingness to change. 
So you always want to be rating yourself for where you stand on that spectrum. And, um, yeah, that's it, man. Just, okay. Uh, you know, be willing to learn, be willing to change, and uh, be, be mindful of who you listen to. Okay. Um, what am I going to give y'all today, man? I'm trying to think about something right now, man. Um, sheesh. You've been hitting them all day, man. Yeah. Um, this one for the fellas, man. Um, as men, I feel like there's not necessarily, it's a standard that you have to live by. And there's three principles, the three things that I feel like every man should incorporate in his life. And that is the ability to teach, the ability to protect, and the ability to provide. And what I mean by provide, I mean in any situation that occurs in your life or your family's life, you're able to provide, whether that be income, um, advice, solutions, just be able to provide in all areas of that uh, situation and make sure that your family is good at the end of the day. Um, but like I said, protect, provide, and teach. Three things I feel like every man should live by. And that is the end of Legendary Wisdom. Man. I'm your host, Will Hunters. And I'm pro. <laughs> I appreciate you, pro, for pulling <laughs> Hey, up, man, G. thanks for having me, man. This is great. Great <laughs> experience, it, man. Yeah. You know, I we got it. some time we in touch, though. So I know, I know. Bring, hey, we got to save it. You know I'll what I mean? I'll bring you back. I'll say, you know what? As we flowing with the business, <laughs> so I'm going to let it stay with business said, today. Oh, man, he gonna, but, <laughs> you want me to alley-oop? Nah, yeah, we got to stay on track, man. We, we for sure we got another episode. We're going to tap in next time. But again, I'm your host, Will Hunters. I appreciate you for tuning for in. Sure. Make sure you tune in next Sunday. Mm-hmm.